Welcome to the Yours is the Story podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Jill. This is a storytelling podcast that entertains, encourages, and points you to Jesus. All right. Julia, Julia. Julia. Julia, nice to meet you. I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. Um, This is great. I'm honored. Yay. Super cool. Yeah. um, Will you tell us the story of Santo, and that might even be spoiling the story, and how that came to be? Well, first of all, um, it's always been a dream to be on a podcast. Yeah, honored to be here. Let's get to it. So, um, my name is Mike Avaronsky. I co-founded a Santo Coffee Company in Seattle. It's uh, in Northeast Seattle uh, in the Roosevelt neighborhood. Um, a lot of people don't know where Roosevelt is, but I mean, five years, it'll be the coolest neighborhood in the city. Okay. So, just, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but I want to I want to share this because I think that the process of getting there was very, um, this could encourage a lot of people who are work in a regular job, which I think, you know, I have so much respect for people who work regular jobs. Um, let's go back to 2015. So I was working for USPS, red, white, and blue, not brown, um, <laughs> for 12 years. So I was working seven years as a clerk in the warehouse. So I was working graveyard shifts. And then eventually they closed down the plant and then they transferred me to Seattle to be a carrier. So I was a mail carrier, mailman, mail carrier. They moved me in 2013. So they moved me in 2013. Um, I only came to faith, uh, encountered uh, Jesus uh, for real uh, in 2011. So I was 25 years old. Um, I wasn't like, you know, I didn't come out the womb, you know, speaking in tongues or anything. Um, (laughs) I was a heathen for sure. And, uh, but yeah, 25, uh, Jesus, I met Jesus and, you know, so it's two years in 2013, I I moved to Seattle as a carrier, you know, and I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm over here just like, you know, just trying to figure it out, this faith thing, like faith, purpose, life, you know, just asking questions, praying a lot in the word, yada, yada. And so I grew up in a really, really religious household. So God was always in a box. Like, it's like, you know. You know, you have to be a missionary, a pastor, um, maybe a healing evangelist, or like that's it. Like, there's only four things. Like, because God is, you know, God's not bigger than that, right? Yeah. He's he's in a box. So, um, you know, I had to had to break out of that. And so, 2015, I, you know, I, I'm looking at my bank account. And I was like, man, I spent too much money on coffee. Um, I need to just start drinking black coffee because it has caffeine and uh, I need to stop going to Metropolitan Market and getting two lattes. Um, <laughs> God bless Matt, the Holy Land. <laughs> best story in the world. Uh, you have to tell the story about what your entry was into coffee. What was your first drink that you would always get at Starbucks? Tell people. Oh, yeah. So I used to go to Starbucks and get a venti uh, seven pump vanilla Ew. latte. <laughs> So it wasn't sweet enough. So I had to add another pump, seven pumps. So I did. I did the math. Um, like I actually one day I just decided to measure how much vanilla that was. So it was seventy grams of vanilla. That is, is insane. Seventy grams of vanilla, which is like, I mean, that's two cans of Coca Cola. Like, was like, this a daily drink? Yes, daily. <laughs> Yeah, this was in like 2006 to like 2000 and like 
10. Obviously, when I when I came to Christ, I, I let that sin go. But um, <laughs> yeah, for years on end, I would drink this every day because I was working graveyards. So I had to get like the venti, yeah. even though I probably had one shot of espresso. Um, so 20, 2015, 2015. Yeah. So trying to trying to save money. And I go to um, I'm, I'm on my route and I go to this vegan bakery. Um, I walk in and I was like, you know, I had like a 10 minute break. And I was like, you know, talking to the lady and she was, you know, she was super sweet and super nice. Um, they're not there anymore. But I uh, I was like, hey, I'm looking for just some black coffee. Like, you know, what do you, you know, what do you have any drip or, or, you know, and she, um, Americano. And she's like, oh, I can make you a pour over. And I was like, what is a pour over? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. So she like pulls out this like cloth sack which i think is the only time i've ever seen one because now now they use paper filters yeah. for pour over but she had a cloth sack i was like dang you're like another level um <laughs> and uh she she like grabbed some coffee like obviously like now i know like she didn't she didn't like do a good job but she ground some coffee threw it in this cloth sack and like poured water over the sack and then like eventually i got a cup of coffee i was like whoa that's the weirdest thing ever um <laughs> And uh, so she gave it to me and she gave me a piece of chocolate. She would like make chocolate in house. And um, she's like, take this coffee. It's, it's uh, Theo blend, which is a chocolate uh, maker in Seattle. And she's like, this coffee has notes of chocolate. Here's a piece of my chocolate to go with the coffee. It's going to like, you're going to taste chocolate in this coffee. And I was like, sure. I will lady. Like there's no, there's no way like you're, you're crazy. Um, so I got to my van and, uh, I, you know, I'm sitting there and then like within like five minutes, I can start to taste the chocolate in the coffee. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, what is this? Um, and it just got me, you know, that was the moment people were like, what's the moment when you got into coffee? That was the moment when I got into coffee, you know, I started to go, I started buying, you know, um, you know, I bought a French press, I bought a grinder, and then eventually I was like, you know, I was still kind of in budget mode. And I was like, do I want to buy a port over setup? Yeah. Eventually I bought a kettle, um, you know, and, and like a Chemex. And and that was me for like for, for those next two years to 2017. I, I like when I wasn't working, I was living in cafes. I was online. I was watching videos. I was just researching and drinking a lot of coffee. Like people always say, how do you how do you know more about coffee? I just say drink, drink, drink it all. Like, yeah. That's the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was drinking a lot of coffee and, and, um, you know, I, like sometimes when I start something, like I don't know much, but I get kind of like, I kind of feel myself a bit, but I, I kept getting humbled and humbled and it was great. But 2017, I remember I was working, um, in Seattle and my, um, I was coming back to the station and my friend Jake, he's a cafe owner now up in Everett, Nadine's Coffee House, shout out Jake. Um, he calls me and he says, um, randomly he's like because all my friends like if if i'm if i love something i'm very passionate and all my friends like catch on like they start drinking coffee like i'm just it's just it's kind of this i feel like it's kind of a gift um yeah and it's because I, I have this contagious energy when i love something jay calls me and says hey hey bro do you want to manage a coffee shop and i was like this might be the like this it was like the most random call because first of all i've never worked in coffee i've never managed anybody but I, I like thought about it for a minute and then I was like, no, like I'm not, I'm not the guy, but like, thanks for thinking of me, but you know, cause he's like, well, I know you love coffee. So I just figured you might be interested. And so he, we hung up and then for, for two weeks, I couldn't stop thinking about it. 
And then I, I started talking to Jessica and then we ended up meeting um, the guy uh, who was wanting to open this cafe. And um, long story short, that didn't work out. It wasn't meant to be. We didn't have peace about kind of the, the setup and the situation. So we moved on, but I continued to realize that I wanted to be in coffee. I was like, man, like there's something that has like that call and like, you know, tasting coffee and like, uh, you know, being so into it for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, I, I struggled like with the idea of like, can I own, ca- can I be in coffee? Can I own a cafe? Can I make a living, yeah. you know, doing coffee? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, because I, I, I'm not a pastor and like, I got to be a pastor, a missionary an evangelist, right? Like I couldn't have a cafe. Like that was yeah. literally where my mind was at, you know, it was mm-hmm. very small, you know, shout out Holy Spirit for renewing the mind <laughs> constantly and like yeah. opening up, you know, just infinite, you know, possibilities. So I remember, I remember reading scripture one morning and, and I was reading it and it said, you know, yada, 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 but with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's a context for it. But to me in that moment, I was like, okay, like, you know, to me, it was like, I can do this. And I started to pray into it. And I was like, I started to be specific in my prayers. And I said, God, I want to, um, I want to do coffee. Like I want to, but here's the thing, like from what I'm finding out, if I want to do coffee, that means I need to, um, that means I need to like shoestring everything, Jimmy rig a cafe together. I need to eat top ramen for the next three years. Like, like there's no way, like, I can transition from this cushy government salary job to a cafe. Like Mm -hmm. there was just no way. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, but I remember the scripture, but with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. So I started to ask God for a position in coffee that was not existent, that, that is like, like unheard of. Mm -hmm. And and that was my prayer. I was like, Lord, I want to, I want to transition right into coffee. um, Essentially. Let's see. Uh, So Jessica, my wife, she, um, she's amazing. She challenges me a lot. She pushes me a lot. So she was having her, uh, gallery show, uh, masters of fine arts show, um, in California in Azusa. And she was saying, Hey, you should serve coffee, um, at the show. I was, you know, I was nervous and, but I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like I need to. And that was the first time. And, you know, I, I thought about the setup and normally at these shows, they have two tables, one with like two towers they have like a water tower and then a coffee tower with cups and cream and sugar and then the other one is like snacks and like carrot sticks and celery and all this stuff and like the coffee you know tastes terrible and the water tastes like everything else that has been in the pot before (laughs) you know that water so we we were like going to do it you know nice like do pour overs and you know and, and we did the same thing that got me into coffee was we wanted to pair the offerings of coffee with chocolate so we did that. Um, it was 2017. It was like July. I think it was July. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spending like a week trying to prepare this thing in my head, playing it out. So because it was in California and there was a few logistics involved. Um, so we set it up and she has her show. The show goes crazy. Like it goes off really well. And I'm doing coffee and I'm like, I mean, I'm living. I'm, I, I was enjoying myself. And this one guy was there. He was a student. And he was like staring at me and, and caught me off guard. And I was like, Hey, like you're really looking at me really intently. Like, you know, is there? <laughs> no, no. Oh. He was just standing right in front of me. Okay. I was like, hey, like, hey, like, can I help you with anything? He's just like, oh, I'm just watching. Like, he's like, he's like, you're so passionate about this coffee, and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah that's like, so cool. I really do. Like, I really am enjoying it, you know. And 
So long story short, we, you know, we do the coffee thing for a couple hours. You know, it's, coffee's gone, chocolate's gone. And I walk into the gallery and I, I remember just, you know, coming up to Jessica and feeling like, for lack of a better term, high. Like I was high. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like this was amazing. Um, you know, and even more so, like I, I was like, you know, just that this idea of I want to do coffee was just cemented. Mm-hmm. So that went down. And then the next day after the show, you know, I was I was seeing on social media and like, you know, going to Image Church. I still go to uh, the Image Church in uh, Bothell uh, out here uh, near Seattle. And um, we were starting this thing called Heart for the House, where they were basically asking, hey, if you have a way or a business and you can serve and you're able to help us raise funds, uh, please do so. Like, you know, like you know, obviously I got to honor it, whatever. And, and, and so I saw that and I had this idea and, uh, my friend, John Hong, John Hong, if you're listening to this, love you. You're my A1 day one um, <laughs> forever and ever. But John Hong, my boy, he, he helped me out, uh, to do coffee in, in Azusa at Jessica's show. And I called him the next day. He was back in Seattle already. I was still in California. And I said, Hey bro, what if we did this heart for the house thing? Um, you know, I, we buy the coffee, you know, I buy the coffee and we brew it, um, it before church in the lobby. Like we had this really small lobby. I mean, it was small, like super humble, um, this little small church out in Linwood. And I was like, what if we like set it up in the lobby? And he was like, bro, I literally saw the post and I was just thinking the same thing. And I was like, I was like, this is crazy. So, um, I, so I texted my pastor and I was like, Hey, you know, what do you think? He's like, I love it. Of course. Yeah, let's do it. So, you know, I think within, I think there was a week or that fo- that following that Sunday, we set it up. I remember going to like a central market out in shoreline and buying, you know, picking out all the coffee and uh, just excited. And, you know, like, and, and when you're passionate about something, um, I feel like sometimes you like, you don't think about the money. You're just like, you're, you're doing it. And you're like, you're like, this is, this is investment, this investment. I mean, I was buying coffee for for weeks on end for a church like and i was just buying it and like the money that we would make in donations i would just give like so you know god really god really honored that and i'm not sitting here like thinking about how much it was i don't i don't i honestly don't remember but i was excited to make coffee and to just um you know the donations were just kind of like a bonus if you will yeah so we're doing it for a few months um for like one month thing but it became such a part of the church's culture yeah. that it became a standing. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was going to be a few weeks and um, it ended up being like this thing that still stands to this day. Cool. Um, Image church has grown. They're in a different facility. They have a full cafe now. Um, and it, the, this grinder and the espresso machine that they have is, is the one that I ended up buying for my personal um education and now they have it there so it's like this kind of full circle thing we're doing that and i'm like and i just remember like every sunday like we'd serve and after you know it was just i just felt such a good time like i was just like dreaming a lot thinking a lot and i remember it was um it was august um i believe it was august or september of 2017 it was summertime um um, actually, no, it was, I think it was like maybe September, October. I don't remember. Anyways, Jessica and I were eating, we're having, we're having dinner. We're like on a much needed date and we're sitting there and we are dreaming. Like we start to dream and we're like, if we could have a cafe, like, cause you know, we had an opportunity to work out 
and we start talking about these um we started talking about like these spaces and these you know these like environments that like we have no like we shouldn't be talking about we have no money we have no business plan we're just talking and and we got so inspired talking about it that we're like that we left dinner um and we went to go drive around um some of the neighborhoods we were talking about like this square part of northeast seattle like you have roosevelt lowerhurst uh view ridge hawthorne hills all these areas and we're driving around there for two hours and we're looking for like vacant buildings or new construction and we're like basically anything that we saw that could be potential and there honestly wasn't a lot we we were basically like claiming we're like we're you know in faith we're we're like you know if, if this if this if this neighborhood is for us or if that building is available like it was just sheer childlike faith right yeah. you know mm-hmm. leaving dinner to you know go out and pray and um just believe just you know this idea of like taking territory taking dominion you know claiming you know um so backtrack a little bit when we were doing coffee in the lobby my pastor would see me um he would see me every week and he would see the way that I showed up every Sunday morning before church. I would, I would come in, I would set up the tables. I mean, you know, it was a whole thing. It was a whole setup and a teardown every Sunday. Um, it was like a mobile church, you know, but it was mobile coffee essentially. Mm-hmm. And he saw that and he, um, he started to realize like, like how serious I was and how I, like meticulous and about the details I was and he had a friend who was not going to image. He's a he's a uh, he's a professional soccer player, um, Freddie Montero. His wife Alexis Montero. And when he saw like my consistency and the way I showed up and like kind of my dedication, he started to tell tell Freddie because apparently Freddie and Alexis they they wanted to um, they wanted to go in like with somebody on a cafe. Like they don't have the they don't have the desire to run it. Um, like and operate it but they they want to invest um, and they want to open a a coffee shop so um, as I was doing that um, yeah so I started to hear you know Freddie and about Freddie and Alexis um, from Pastor John he's like hey I have some friends you should you should work with them you should like do a cafe and and to me like doing a mobile setup in in um California and then at church was a big step Mm -hmm. so when I'm hearing somebody tell me like you should do a cafe I mean that was terrifying (laughs) yeah like like, I'm already proud of myself like (laughs) like I took two steps out of my box you know what I mean like it was a big step but but that's what that's what I think you know getting to the dream looks like is taking one step Mm -hmm. uh, out of the box and you know going for it and then like just trusting that and and then another scary step and another scary step and another scary step and you know, then you look back and you're like, "Whoa, I'm doing this." So it was he. You know, he said, she said, "I was hearing about Freddie Alexis. They're they're telling them to like work with this guy named Mike." So fast forward, December 2017. No one's done anything about it. I start my route. I'm out. You know, beautiful December. I think it was December 4th, 2017. And I start my route, and it's a beautiful day. And I'm crossing the street. I'm just. I just finished like the first block, and. I feel the Holy Spirit just like, like I paused in the middle of the street as I was crossing because he like shook me. He's like, he's like, hey. And I was like, yes. And he's like, why are you so timid? 
And when he said that, I knew what he was talking about. And I didn't finish the rest of the block. I literally walked straight to my phone in, in, in my work vehicle and I grabbed it and I called Pastor John. And I was like, hey, like, I've been hearing for months like that I need to work with um, Fred and Alexis. Like, obviously, you know, we're, we're not, we haven't even like talked, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, we set up a meeting, you know? And he's like, yeah, let me call you back. He calls me back and he says, hey, they're actually on their way to town tonight. They were living in Vancouver. Freddie was playing for the Vancouver uh, Whitecaps at the time. And he's like, yeah, they're coming down today. And he's like, he's like, they'll, they get, you know, they'll meet for an hour. I said, amazing. But the meeting went fine. And then the next day, you know, they reach out to me again and they're like, hey, we want to like meet again. Like, could you meet up today? I said, sure. And so we met again. And then the following day, three days in a row, we ended up meeting three days in a row. So it went from nothing to Holy Spirit prompted me. And then three meetings in a row, three days in a row. At the end of day two, they're like, tomorrow, let us know, like, what's it going to take? So I, I got on, I got on a, um, uh, jumped on a quick call with Jessica. She was working for a consulting firm at the time. And we had like fortune, whatever, you know, number um, consultants, like as friends, which is, you know, I always say like one of the greatest, you know, gifts that we can have is relationships. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so important. So, you know, we reach out to them and they're like, you know, you know, what do you think about like ownership share, like in this thing, like, you know, this is what, I, you know, and they gave me like a, a percentage, they're like, this is what you should probably ask for. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we go into day three into the meeting and then they're like, and they were basically saying, Hey, like what, what's going to, what do you need? Like what type of salary? you know, like, you know, like percentage of like, are you thinking for us to like, you know, come to terms? And I told him the salary that I was thinking, and it was the same salary I was making as a government worker. And I was like, this is the salary I need because I want to stay in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I want to pay my rent on time. And I told him that. And then I said, and I want at least this percentage of the company. And not only did they agree to the salary, but then they agreed to, they gave me 5% on top of what I asked for wow. the owner, for the, for the <laughs> share of the company. So cool. So Jessica and I leave, yeah. Jessica and I leave and we're in the car and we're like shaking. We're like, did we just like go from nothing to three days, like coming to terms to like opening a cafe? Yeah. Tune into an upcoming episode to hear the rest of Mike's story about how Santo turned from a plan on paper into a real brick and mortar shop. God was so intertwined in this story. It's crazy. So hope you tune into the next one. Thanks for listening to the Yours is the Story podcast. We really want to hear stories from you. You can email us at yoursthestory at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. We'll see you next time.